Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Very happy eighth birthday. Can't believe you've lasted this long, but uh, <laughs> keep it going. Well, I don't know how we've lasted eight years either, to be honest. It's but, amazing, um, isn't it? It is amazing. This is the eighth birthday of the uh, Yellow Army podcast. 300 podcasts are now available for you. Um, anybody going to listen to the first ones? They might. They, they might. might. Ju- just to hear the Dutch Burger King advert at the beginning yeah. of the, uh, yeah. the first one be like being in a time machine wouldn't it it is but uh, thank you very much for everybody who's been with us uh, we'll say a few thank yous at the end but uh, a lot eight, eight years a lot of time we were hoping to have dave t with us today but dave unfortunately is otherwise engaged at the last minute so uh, unfortunately dave's not joining us today so i did speak to him this morning and uh, he's hoping to uh, he's, he's off on holiday next week uh, he's hoping to join us after the Altrincham game, so that'd be good. So we can we we oh can dear. pick through the bones of the first game of the season. We'll have uh, the, the first two games of the season, in fact. We'll have a delayed birthday celebration there, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, it means I, I can get away with not having made the cake this week. Yeah, <laughs> as if you just forgot. Or I did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, nice to have uh, an endorsement from the gaffer, and you've got a bit of a chat with him as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had it this morning. Yeah. Um, He's, he's pretty upbeat. Uh, pre-season games are finished. I think there might be a few in-house things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just going to be working on their sharpness, he says now. Uh, getting them sharp for the Ultramium game. Let's have a listen. Tuesday, uh, sorry, uh, what, what day is it now? Tuesday night. Uh, it was a good performance, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, very good performance. Well worked goals. And, you know, a couple of games we looked at very much more cohesive than we had done in the previous couple which is only natural because um, obviously you know you, you need a bit of time to gel the new players with the old players and find find out people's special positions etc etc so yeah it was it was a it was a good game nice atmosphere from the mm-hmm. you know the people that turned up which was nice because they looked like they were enjoying it and that's what we're all about absolutely what did you make of the Bournemouth team because obviously it was a very young team yeah, it was a young team. Um, you know, you, you can only come up against uh, people that are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn up to play, yeah. Um, of course, they've got... It was a under-23 side anyway, which we, we knew. Um, and and they're, they're trained in a way that they they ask them to play out. Yeah, back, yeah. You know, and, and they did that. And we had to cope with that. And we cope with it very well. Um, you know, these are... Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old lads that for the last three or four years have been working on a particular game and I was pleased that their game didn't overtake our game if you like yeah absolutely and yeah. It was a, yeah so it was you know they was there they enjoy coming down every year we enjoy watching them because for the last couple of years we've got a couple of players from that from that group mm-hmm. i.e. Sam Sherrin and obviously Keenan O'Connell this season 
Absolutely. No, I, I, it, it, it showed a just kind of a stark contrast between the, the way teams are coached at that level and the way that we have to play, doesn't it? Well, I, I think there's a, there's a way of playing that brings in a bit of both. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, I, I they didn't seem to play anything of the other, did they? No, that's right, they did no. Um But I like to think that we, 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 we play the game where I bring in players that are good footballers, mm. and the footballer in them makes the decision as to whether it's better to put a short pass in or a long pass. Yeah. You know I mean, a long, it doesn't have to be a direct game um, just because you're kicking it long. As long as the, the long ball's accurate, then nobody sees it as lumping it up the pitch. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's our, I sort of, we try and give them a little bit of both. They have to make their own decisions and the better, the better ones that make better decisions will play more regular. Absolutely. Um, we could we could talk about Dan, Dan Holman every week, I think, and we might do, but um, he, he did have another good game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, it's, you know, it's nothing I didn't know of. I just had to bring him in and, and see it again. Yeah. He, you know, I trusted him and he said he was ready and ready to you know, get back together with myself and, and Downsy um, because I think that was the last time he enjoyed his football. Right, so yeah. he's come in, and you know it's early days, of course, but uh, he certainly looks sharp. Yeah, he has shown his goal-scoring prowess, and uh, of course, you know he's he, he's worked with Danny Wright before as well when we promoted at Cheltenham, so they know each other's game. So it's not as though you've got to bed someone in, you know, before, sort of after the season starts. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, we've been able to uh, get them bedded in straight away. And you signed Gabby Wright, uh, sorry, Gabby Wright, Gabby uh, Rogers. Um, yeah. What a, what a good player he looks. Yeah, he's, he's not fit at the moment. He hasn't played um, for a long time, but he really did put in yeah. uh, as much as he could. He gave us everything, yeah. which is what you're looking for from a player. Ended up with cramp, so that was all right. It wasn't an yeah. injury and such. Um, I, I think he's just enjoying the opportunity. He's certainly got ability. You know, he's a, a good player as far as he can get hold of the ball and keep it you know, for a few seconds when you need someone to do that. Got good quality, great strike on him. And, um, would, you know, when we followed him a little while, for a little while and he, I think he's, um, when he gets fit, he's going to be a, a great addition to us. Uh, it won't take him long to get fit because he's, he's keen to do that and then if he does get fit, he can do more of his stuff yeah. more regularly. Yeah. Um, so you've got nine days now, because uh, or is it eight days? Eight days or whatever to the, the start of the season. There's no more pre-season friendlies. I guess you might have in-house stuff going on. Um, yeah. How do you approach these the season now? Well, the season now is they know what we're looking for. So yeah. we've been able to give them the, the principles and, uh, you know, all the... Uh, the, all the things that you want to indoctrinate into them um, and now it's just a matter of sharpening them up, you know, they've done their sort of long runs and heavy runs and that sort of thing um, you know, they've built up in, in games, but now it's just that sharpness now, to get that game sharpness, um, they know how we want to play and uh, it's, it's just, you know, by the time next Saturday comes, as it were, not this one, the next one yeah. They should all be nice and sharp, bright and raring to go. 
Um, just just before you go, because I, I, I've forgotten that to ask you about him, but but Kenny Griffiths, um, I've known Kenny yeah. for years because he's. I mean, when, when I worked for Talk United all those years ago, he was a he was a youth keeper, and then uh, I, I've, I've been to Buckland a lot over the past couple of years, and he's been there. So, okay. um, yeah. So so, what, what did you see in Kenny that you thought would work? Just that he's a he's a good communicator. Yeah. Um, with the goalkeepers, you know, it was all new and fresh anyway because we had two new goalkeepers come mm. in come mm. into us. Um, so you know, it wasn't as if um, you know the goalies were disappointed that uh, Phil wasn't here, sort of thing. You know, you get an affinity, can't you, with yeah. a goalie coach? So you know, these the you old know, sort of goalie club, as it were, you know, they they gelled very very quickly. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and it's easy to uh, to, to gel with Kenny because he's a he's a he's a big fella. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> very quiet. I, t- I tell you what, though, Gary, I've seen him pull off some saves for a big fella. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's uh, he's a, he's also a very quiet, respectable sort of person, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know he's uh, he, he's but he's a good goalie coach. That's that's the main thing, yeah. you know. And, the boys probably didn't know what hit him when he started serving them with his little <laughs> boomer of a shot he's got and yeah. boomer of a strike, you know. So uh, they they had to get used to that very quickly. Brilliant, Gary. Thank you very much, mate. Hopefully, it's the eighth birthday, as uh, as I said, and hopefully yeah. another eight years, and, and and we'll be talking about championship. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope so. Right? Yeah. Happy birthday, anyway. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Gary. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Speak to you next week. Oh, thanks, Gaffer. Very kind of him to say that. And yeah. uh, I, I admire your optimism. Another eight years will be in the championship. Well, you know, I suppose, I suppose realistically, a championship is a good level. But, you know, we could be in the Premiership. <laughs> we could. You never know. Eight years. It's like playing football manager. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Wickham, Peterborough, clubs like that have um, have gone through. And, they've you know, they were playing us not that long ago and they've been in the championship. Well, Gary took Yeovil there, didn't he? He did. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Think, think big. Dreams, eh? Dreams, absolutely. Um, since we last podcast, two more friendly, seven more goals, two clean sheets, thoroughly satisfying and quite entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, neither of us was at the Chippenham game. No, we went on FA Cup duties. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah. There's been some extraordinary news from the Brixham game there has. this very morning, yeah. which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But uh, Saturday, Torquay 3, Chippenham nil. By the sound of it, good performance, solid. Gary's beginning to get to his starting 11, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Um, next week we could do the old, let's predict the starting 11, couldn't we? It is. Well, I mean, there's some interesting... We'll, we'll talk about the Bournemouth game in a minute as well, but there's some interesting things come out of that, that some quite established names in the Torquay lineup. Suddenly find themselves competing for places in the team. They do, especially and there's with no way of looking a bit past that. Really. I mean, we've had the additions of um, Dan Holman and Chiori Johnson, and then latterly uh, Gabby Rogers. Yeah. Um, and suddenly the squad is looking really strong. It is. People are very excited about it on on social media. And the one thing that you can say is, after uh, in in the wake of the playoff disappointment. And the players who left, and Gary came out there, and I think he said to you, uh, tell the fans not to worry because I'm going to bring them in as yeah. players who are as good, if not better. Yeah. And it certainly looks as if he's been as good as his word. He has, sorry, I was taking there a is. sip of coffee then. But that I mean, there, there were some very good players there. We'll talk about Dan Holman 
um, a little bit more in a minute. Well, as, as, as I said to Gary, I think we'll be talking about Dan Holman every week, so it yeah. might get a bit boring. But, <laughs> yeah. but if, we, if, if there's a need for us to talk about him every week, then that's got to be a good thing, surely. Well, I mean, let, let's have a chat about him anyway, because that story that, that you did with Gary, very interesting earlier in the week, he got he felt all but retired more or less a year yeah. ago because yeah. he'd had that injury which he sustained in a training ground tackle with Aaron Downs. He just, he apparently kicked Aaron's <laughs> ankle and broke his own toe. Don't it, was, it was an accident, but the uh, motto of that story <laughs> is do not kick Aaron Downs. No. <laughs> but, but there you go. But the the thing is that 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 was that was during pre season after they'd won promotion. Now, um, Dan Holman had played at sort of lower level. For most of his career up until that point, but was on was was at Colchester. Colchester had taken a punt on him, and uh, he wasn't really featuring in the first team. And he went on loan to to um, to Woking, mm-hmm. and scored I think it was fourteen goals for Woking, um, on loan. Uh, yeah, and went back to to Colchester, and and Gary went and went and got him from Colchester on a full time basis. And he scored sixteen goals after January to win to help Cheltenham win, yeah. win the, the the national league title. Sixteen goals from January. He's prolific, isn't he? Thirty goals yeah. he scored that season. Yeah, and I mean he got that injury. Nothing, nothing was ever quite the same after that. He all but retired for the game. He's been working as a fitness and conditioning coach. Yeah, he he struggled to to get the form back. He did play uh, that season in League uh, Two, but. Didn't really do anything compared to what he'd done the season before, and eventually ended up going to Boreham Wood and Leighton Orient, and I forget the other one, but there was another team, and ended up after that at Kettering with uh, with Paul Cox, who's yeah. the manager there, obviously, um, and and then obviously lockdown happened, mm-hmm. um, and the National League North and the Southern League and, and all those those leagues were, were all called off. So he wasn't playing. No. But then he's he got in touch with Gary Johnson yep. and said, I'm fit again, Gaffer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got myself up to this level of fitness. Can I come down? Can I come and have a go? Yeah. And Gary being Gary. I mean, obviously he knew what he, he knew could. What he liked. The potential was there. He loves to challenge with a player as yeah. well, doesn't he? So yeah. he said, come on then, prove yourself. And my word, he certainly has proved himself. He, he looks quality, doesn't he? He scored five goals in pre-season. Yeah, in three games, I think it is. Uh, the first one against Bournemouth the other night, I'd only well, I was still writing the description of the goal, and he'd already had two other efforts almost on target. <laughs> one which was was a lovely ball in from, from from Danny Wright, which was probably the easiest chance he had all night, and he just missed it. Just went under his foot. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he he looks he looks the the real thing, doesn't he? The the first goal was. Uh, one of the many mistakes that the Bournemouth youngsters made trying yeah. to play the ball out of the box. We've, we've talked about that. Uh, we'll oh, talk about that in a minute. But uh, the, the, they basically made a mistake. The ball came into him in the area. He turned and shot. And uh, one of the lads got their body in the way. And it came straight back to him. And within you know, a blink of an eye, he yeah. hit it again right into the top corner. It was an extraordinary shot. A very good goal. And, and yeah, it was, it was great to see. And the second one was a completely different goal. It was a clever, angled shot past mm. the keeper. Yep. Um, when just when you thought there wasn't an angle there, he gets the ball past the keeper into the corner of the net. Yeah, I mean, he took it around the keeper and and, and and put it into the far corner behind him. So yeah, it was it was a, it was a lovely strike. 
everybody's very excited about seeing Dan Holman in league action. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to burden him with the expectation of a goal a game. That's what you think you might be doing sometimes, yeah, isn't it? You know, um, we it, need to, you know, if he doesn't score for a couple of games, don't get, get don't get on his back. We we know what he can do, and uh, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? He, he might go two or three games without getting a goal, but there's goals in him, yeah. and I'm really happy to see him in that yeah. squad. It's exciting, and um, to see him playing up a. a alongside Danny Wright is going to be very mm. interesting indeed at, at this level. Uh, the other uh, new signing, well, two new signings before the Bournemouth game, Shuri Johnson. Yeah. Uh, another interesting player. I mean, yeah. he, he'd been in isolation. You know, he, he, he got pinged at exactly the wrong time in pre-season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but proved himself. He'd looked good when he was playing as trialist. Was he A, B, C or D? I can't remember. I can't remember, but um, Gary spoke to me last week for the paper, didn't he? And he said he doesn't like the term trialist. And I was, because, you know, these are players. They're not trialists. Mm. Some of these are are, are very experienced players. They're not trialists. So it was quite interesting to see the Torquay team sheet on Saturday had player A, player B and Whatever. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, yeah they, they changed play. the term, so fair that's good. Play. All right, we'll call him that then. So he, he'd been playing as player A, B, C or yeah. D. Looks good. Plays, you know, in that right back position um, where he had a half and Ben Winter mm. had a half on mm. Tuesday. But as Gary says, he can play in other places too. He yeah, can play he's wide a, on the right. certainly a utility yeah. player. So we like the look of him. Yeah, and absolutely. And his, his dad's called Gary. His dad's called Gary, so they're no longer his only one. I am, I am, I'm really hoping that the fans start singing there's only two Gary Johnsons. I really want that to be the case. So if you're listening, the, the, the instigators of, of chance, there's only two Gary Johnsons from this season. He started as a youth team player at Arsenal. Yeah, so yeah, but good pedigree. I've just remembered another player we had as a youth team player from Arsenal. Remember Tom Cruise? Yes. A player called Tom Cruise, shared a famous name, uh, and he'd come from Arsenal. Also, Lee Canaville was a youth team player at yes, Arsenal. Yes, he was. And, um, and, 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 that's me clicking my fingers. There'll be somebody more recent that we forgot. Joe Cafour was a youngster at Arsenal. He, he used to train with Thierry Henry. He used to tell me that story. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, there you go. So, yeah, he's quality. He looks good. Like the look of him. Gabby Rogers is another very interesting character. Very interesting, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, he'll be... I was saying Dan Holman would be a fairy story if he has a really good season. Gabby Rogers as well, because he'd been overlooked a couple of times, hadn't he? He... Um, uh, we're we're going to go back now to the, the, the day that the, the Torquay Youth Academy was closed down yeah, for the second quite. time, which was about five years ago. And there are players now... Mm-hmm. who are from Torbay, who were involved in Torquay's youth teams that were under-14s, under-13s, all that business, who are now making their... Bring it, putting their heads above the parapet and going, do you remember me? Yeah, they uh, are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh Key at Exeter is there. Yeah. You know, they've turned down supposedly million-pound offers for him this season. Mm-hmm. He's one. You know, Matt, Matt Jay is the captain at Exeter. He's another. Kiefer Moore. Yeah. Uh, maybe Keith was a bit older. I'm thinking about it, but but you know there the, there were opportunities to to get these players under our wing early on. There are many and, of them, um, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. And, and Gabby Rogers, born in Torquay, ended up when the youth system finished, he went to Exeter, mm-hmm. um, and then he was was signed by Yeovil from their youth system and has been at Yeovil for for some years and broke into the first team. On and off, yeah. Um, never, never in it all the time, which is a, a surprise to me because having seen what I've seen in pre-season, he's 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 a, he's a, he's a good player. He's a hot prospect. He likes a step over, yeah. doesn't he? He does love a step over. Yeah. 
You wonder if he does step overs on his way in and out of the changing room just to warm himself up, don't you? I think every time he had the ball on Tuesday night, he did at least one step over. But if you can do that, why on earth wouldn't you? But, I mean, he left Yeovil. He finished his time at Yeovil. He'd been playing at Tiverton. Well, no. I mean, that, that was the first time he played for Tiverton. It, was it? He, was, yeah. he actually first became on my radio when he played for Willand. Right. In the uh, in pre-season, this pre-season. Um, and then he went to Tiverton. Um, by the time he played, by the time he played that game for Tiverton against Torquay, Gary was already aware of him. Right. And had already organised that he would after that game come and yeah. have a go with us. So um, yeah, uh, and he scored a cracking goal against us against oh. for Tiverton. He did, and he scored a stunner for us against Chippenham. Yeah, what a goal Saturday. that was! I, yeah. mean, I wasn't there, but I've seen it online, and it's uh, it's a beauty, yeah. isn't it? It's worth thirty something yards oh. out. It's it's just yeah. it's one of those that you think Pick that out. yeah 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 there is um the the video that's taken from the pop side I think online you, you, the the Gabby picks up the ball and and obviously he's been he's been looking good already so you can hear a bit, a little bit of a murmur in the background from the pop siders and and he strikes it and as he strikes it you just hear someone go oh hello <laughs> <laughs> I love it love it when that happens oh hello yeah. Fantastic. I mean, that's it. And he looks a good player. He looks a good team player. He's, I say, he's got a step over. He's got pace. He's got a shot. He passes the ball well. Yeah. And he, he was signed seven minutes before kickoff, roughly, wasn't he? Bat- and, yeah. And, yeah. Just the club for, likes that to do. The club likes loves do that, doing yeah. that. At the and I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know the days. The days are gone where we would get exclusives for that kind of thing. Is it, it, that's all gone? It's a different industry nowadays. Uh, the Bournemouth game, Ali Omar, it was great to see him get a goal. Yeah, uh, yeah what a header that was um, as well. And it was a different corner. Armani Little had been lifting the corners in and swinging them in and chipping them in. And that one was a driven corner. Mm. So Ali Omar getting his head to it, it hit the ground and bounced up into the roof of the net. Yeah, it was a rocket, wasn't it? He, I, I mean, he, he's a hugger, isn't he? Ali he Omar. is, isn't he's, he? He's, he's a, a We're playing Bournemouth under-21s, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> He's a he's a proper celebrator yeah. of goals, and uh, fortunately there were plenty of people around to celebrate with him after that one. Um, great goal! And a couple of minutes later, of course, he got the ball about thirty yards out, and the fans are all going shoot, shoot, <laughs> and so he did. And I think it's still just rolling past your front door. Yeah. No, it was it was heading for Carey Park when it yeah. was last seen. But I, I like him. Good yeah. player. Yeah. Um, popular with the fans. Obviously, a good lad to have around. Uh, and good to see him get a goal. And and Tom Lapsley, of course, the the nineteen eighties footballer. Um. <laughs> well, I I said I have to apologise to Tom Lapsley because I said something very rude about him. Okay, which you're um, now going to repeat. Well, I I, I better because somebody will have overheard me. Well, all I said was because he's he's such a hard worker in the midfield that we're I don't think we're ever going to use the word elegant in the same <laughs> um, the same sentence. He's no Trevor Brookin, but then. Hardly had those words left my lips when he slotted that lovely goal in, which yeah. was bordering on elegant. Nice finish. I tell you what was elegant was was the through ball from from mm. Alex Moyes, wasn't it? I like him as well. Yeah. well what a good player he's going to be. Yeah, we, we might have got a good one there. Yeah, at the uh, right time. Yeah, he he's one that we have kind of picked up that other teams were uh, were taking a look at. Absolutely. And just go back to the 1980s footballer reference. That was that was literally because he had his shirt tucked in yeah. and he looked like a footballer from a, from a 1980s Talk United team in a photo that, that is in a box somewhere over there. He does. His sensible haircut, black yeah. boots, yeah. shirt tucked in. Proper. 
absolutely no no nonsense taken Mr. Lapsley or given. The, Lapsley on the ball. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Lapsley here. Um, but then, just as we were saying that he's um, he's a scrapper and a grafter and uh, not elegant, he scores a lovely goal. Yeah, the, the goal he came out and he, he just placed it yeah. past him with ease, didn't he? It was a lovely strike. I'm not sure that, uh, I mean, with, um, here we go again, with greatest of respect to somebody that I'm going to show no respect to whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not sure that Bournemouth under-21s gave Torquay <clears throat> much of a test. No, it's a weird one, isn't it? Gary did say in the interview, because I said that, uh, I, I said, you know, not sure how not how good they were because they're, uh, they're, they they were advertised as the under-23s, but in actual fact, it was the under-21s yeah. that turned up. Um, so you're talking about kids of 21, 20, 18, 17, do you know what I mean? Um, but Gary did say that they, some of those kids have been coached to play that way for the last three or four years. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave that hanging. It's a strange way of playing though, isn't it? Because they, they do this thing of playing the ball out from the back, which we've discussed on numerous occasions, and it was woefully unsuccessful for them mm. on Tuesday. Because they're playing... They didn't have any game B, did they? No. They're playing the short passes. The keeper plays it out sideways to a full-back. Then I, I, I get the idea that it's supposed to bring the other team onto you and create space over yeah. the back, behind them. But you've got to be good at it. Yeah. And they weren't. And they're still learning. At it. So they let's are. give them yeah, benefit of yeah. the doubt. But as Gary said, they have been coached it yeah. for, for, for years. And... <clears throat> Like he said in the, in the interview, you need, you need both bits of your game. Yeah. You, you need do. both bits. You need to know when to stick your laces through the ball and exactly. clear the danger. Yeah. And, it, and it, it felt like they weren't allowed to do that. Mm. And yeah. no disrespect to their coaches because they know far more about football than I ever will. Oh, of course. But, yeah. it, but yeah. it felt like, not that they were scared to do it, but they'd been coached to just... Uh, to be honest, Leroy used to say um, in, that, in that promotion year, he would say... Don't be scared of making a mistake. Mm. Don't let the mistake change your game. Keep doing what I've told you to do. Yeah. And so that's what they're doing. And um, and let let's face it, a four 0 defeat at Torquay is not gonna it's not gonna hang heavy oh. over their sh- down their necks, is it? Absolutely not. And there were one or two decent players there, but it, I didn't feel it was like a couple of years ago when we played Bristol City mm. under twenty yeah. under twenty threes as it was then. There were two or three players that you looked at and you thought, oh, I wouldn't mind having a look at him on th- own. And I, and I think that maybe the, the under-21s and under-23s being two years further down yeah, the road of their yeah. coaching. Yeah, and there weren't that many players that you thought, I'd like the look of him. No, there was, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't know the name, but there, there, there was one guy who was quite, quite tricky up front. Um, one guy hit the crossbar, didn't he? But the, uh, and uh, the goalkeeper had to make a couple of saves. But but more or less, most of the game was camped in their half. They had their moments, though. Fair play to them. They did okay. So Torquay now have ten days. Well, they, they had ten from Tuesday, so I think we're on eight yeah, now. Eight, are we? eight yeah, days yeah. now. Eight days until uh, until Altrincham arrive for the start of the season. Yeah. Then it all comes thick and fast. We're away at Notts County the following Saturday. Home to Woking on the bank holiday Monday. Uh, the games come thick and fast. Is there not a game on the Tuesday night? I don't think there no, is. Okay. I think it's twenty first and twenty eighth. Right. Okay. I may be wrong. Don't um, don't hold me to that. Do check if you're um if you're looking for the fixtures. Uh, I think we look ready. I think we look ready for it. It's just about sharpness now, Gary said. Uh, yeah. Getting the players up to up to their their full potential, um, getting them fit and ready for that game. Um, it's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? It is. It is. It's it, I mean, none more so. Just to see who he, he goes with. Yeah, 
Um, he's got choices to make. He's got choices to make up front because obviously he's got Dan Holman in. He's also got Clyde Lolos. <coughs> yeah. Which I didn't pronounce terribly well there. I'll work harder on that. Um, he's got choices to make, hasn't he? He's got Gabby Rogers. He's also got Keelan O'Connell yeah. competing for the same kind of positions. Yeah. Uh, and and I do expect to see a couple of loan signings come yeah. in before yeah. the game as well. And we, we will find out about them at sort of... Two thirty-seven. <laughs> That's true. Asa Hall. I had a brief chat with Asa on Tuesday night. Very brief indeed, but uh, indicated that he's almost back. Yeah, um, he has had a little injury, yes, hasn't he? He, has, he had to self-isolate yeah. because of the uh, in the early stages of the training, um, and then and then he obviously picked up a little injury, but um, he looks fine. And, yeah. and you said he was quite comf- comfortable. Absolutely, be good to see him back though. Always good to see a side with Asa in it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm Looking forward to it. Are you buzzing? Happy. I am buzzing. I'm always buzzing this time. I know. It's that. It's the eighth time you've said this. It's, it, is, <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, you're always full of optimism. You look at the other sides, you think, well, they've spent a lot of money, they've spent a lot of money, but Gary's got a good side together, good he squad has. together. He has. Uh, youth and experience. He's maybe got one or two older players in this time. Yeah. You know, there are those players with a bit of experience. Dan Holman's got plenty. Tom Lapsley's got plenty. Yeah. Uh, Asa Hall, we all know, is an experienced Dean player. Moxie's Dean Moxie's got Mo- plenty. Yeah. You can't tell Dean Moxie anything about nope. football that he doesn't already know. No. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Optimism brimming over, as ever. Peter Serkin will be on the phone to me for saying that almost immediately. But will he? There you go. It's, um, <laughs> that's, that's just the way you feel this time of the season. Is it? Is, is pint, pint more than half full, then, is it? Always. Pint yeah. more than half full. <clears throat> Uh, other another good bit of news from Torquay. I see John Turner has taken over in Boots and Laces, yeah, and that's yeah. that's good because yes. poor poor old John who lost his pub out in Ogwell, dreadful fire earlier this year, um, still being put back together again. But you couldn't really have a better guy in charge of the bar at Claymore, could you? Some safe hands there. It's, oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> I should have th- been thinking of all these, really, shouldn't I? But uh, yeah, former Torquay goalkeeper. Um, Journalist, publican, uh, John's in charge at Boots and Laces. Yeah, Event, good, if, good stuff. Um, and it's nice to have a, a, a Talk United man doing is. the job, isn't it? It is. If anybody can keep a pint of Bryn well, it's, yeah, um, it's John. Absolutely. So I look forward to seeing that. Um, let's talk a little bit about these FA Cup games that we were at. Uh, just, but, just a quick one before oh, go on. we go. Kenny Griffiths, because I did speak to Gary about Kenny Griffiths. I did jot his name down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Phil Osborne's, Osborne's left. Kenny Griffiths has come in. Um, Kenny's a lovely, lovely bloke. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I rem- towards the end of my time at working for the Talkie website, he was in the first year of the uh, the what the old YTS scheme, as it would have been then, or was it first year pros or whatever? Yeah. And um, and yeah, he he was the goalkeeper then. Um, went on to have a, a, a very long career, which shows how long ago it is. Um, and much of it with Buckland yeah um, uh, yeah he, he knows his goalkeeping inside Absolutely. out uh, and his, his, his dad's Mike Griffiths as well yeah his dad's a good guy yeah um, local footballer of, of some yeah. repute yes a, a ferocious tackling <laughs> defender Mike I mean he's uh, Mike and I are in touch quite often he's very proud of Kenny and mm. quite rightly so it's mm. good to have Kenny on board I think no it's good to see him uh, he was he was warming the goalkeepers at half time or, or warming Zotsky up at half time and uh, yeah, it's yeah. good. Excellent. 
Okay, to the FA Cup then, which is where we were on Saturday. Let's talk about the Buckland game first, because there's so much to talk about at Brixham that we'll <coughs> come to that in a minute. Buckland lost to Exmouth 2-1. Um, Exmouth kind of controlled the game. I spoke to Kevin Hill, their manager, this week, uh, because I do the Exeter paper, so yeah. I, I did a piece on that. Um, it was it, it was a scrappy game. It wasn't the greatest game of football. Yeah. Um, Exmouth took the lead through their wonderfully named, but has been there for years, Ace High. Is he, I, I joined that, Dan, they've actually got a player called Ace yeah, High. Yeah, they have for years. He's been there for 10 years, maybe. He's, Good, a, he's a striker. He's yeah. prolific. Okay. Um, yeah, Ace High. Ace High. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Paul Frout didn't start with Nathan Cooper, who had scored five goals in the first two league games, which was a surprise okay. to me. Yeah. Although he had been at Exmouth the season before, so I think he wondered if Kevin knew his game too much. I think Quite that possibly. might have been something to do with it. And Captain Richard Groves was on the bench. But when they brought those two on, they, they, they got it back to one all quite quickly yeah. through uh, an own goal, which basically Nathan Cooper got in the right place at, from, from a corner and um, forced them to score an own goal. Um, and you thought, right, game on. Um, and then uh, they were pushing for, 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 for a second one. And yeah. uh, Exmouth caught them, caught them out and, uh, and went up the other end and scored. Uh, it, was, it wasn't the greatest game of, of FA Cup football I've ever seen, but it was, it was a game of FA Cup football and it was good fun. And the chips were lovely. Were they? They were good, yeah. good, yeah. good, good. Good crowd at Brixham. Yeah. Uh, TV cameras at Brixham. I know. Like that. Caught, caught you, didn't they? They did catch me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, people keep saying, oh, I saw you on the TV. Right in for your feet. I thought, where, where have you seen me on the TV? But yeah, it was at, um, it was at Brixham. Uh, good game. Good crowd. Uh, Bridgewater won by two goals to one. Brixham missed a penalty in the second minute. Yeah. Almost came too soon. You know, where the players yeah. are still on edge in the opening minutes. Uh, it was a, a lean back and stick it over the bar yeah. uh, penalty. Bridgewater took the lead with a penalty just before half time. They scored another one early in the second half, but Brixham came back, helped in no small measure by the referee. Tell uh, me about the referee. Well, the referee, the, it, you don't like to criticise referees no. unduly, especially I mean, players can, managers can, because they've been involved in the game. Uh, but I don't think it's an afternoon he'll look back on with any great satisfaction. No, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, he waved a lot of cards. He got into a lot of arguments with a lot of players. Uh, he sent one of the Bridgewater guys off, took them down to 10 men. Yeah. And then he showed a second card to the Bridgewater centre forward, which he interpreted as being a sin bin. Yeah. So he sent him to the sidelines for 10 minutes, basically sent from the 78th to the 88th minute, basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and Brixham scored. Brixham pulled a goal back. Uh, Adam Dyson uh, was the last Brixham player to touch it. Got a deflection. Went in. It was 2-1. was close at the end. But the cards were the main story of the day because as the Bridgewater fans were pointing out, uh, in no uncertain terms, you can't sin bin a player in the FA Cup no. because the sin bin rule applies down to tier or whatever it is. Yeah. But it doesn't apply in the FA Cup. So, so the it does apply run. to that level if those two were meeting in the league. Yes, it does, I believe. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are in different but, leagues, but yeah. But in a cup game, you can't sin bin a player, no. which he did. Um, so, I, so what he would have had to have done is give him a second yellow card. And send him off completely. So they would have been down to nine for yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah. Whereas what happened is then he came back on after the sin binning 
He did. And who knows? Who knows? Yeah, what who knows what effect happened. that had? I don't, do you want me to take it up? Because I have spoken to say, Tim this morning. Now things get more complicated. Yeah, I have spoken to Tim Porter, the Brixham manager, this morning. Um, they, they, they. It was, it was, it was Bridgewater that approached the Somerset FA and said, "You know, we have, we have a problem with this referee Simbin yeah. and one of our players when he shouldn't have done." Um, from what I can gather, Somerset FA took it to top FA. Yeah. Top FA said to Brixham, what are your thoughts on this? So Brixham hadn't instigated any of this. They weren't even going to complain about it. No. And they said, well, yeah, that's true. That's what happened. Um, and because of that, they had their man come back on when he possibly should have gone for a Turned second yellow. Yeah. Yeah. At which point the FA have turned around and said... Play it again, Sam. Play it again. <laughs> Uh, but the what I don't really get is they're playing it next week at Bridgewater. Yeah, I don't understand why it's at Bridgewater, but that's uh, they're, they're treating it as yeah. if the game was a draw. Yeah. Um, um, I, surely, if they're playing the game again, it should be at Brixton. <coughs> but I don't. Under, I'm not saying that as a complaint. I'm saying that because I don't I just don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, uh, it's at Bridgewater Tuesday. <clears throat> of course, it's still the first game. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a draw, it'll be back to Brixton <laughs> on Thursday, oh, and then wow. Brixton are off to Torrington on Saturday. It's a lot of travelling in yeah. there, isn't it? But intriguing and, and a piece of, you know, it would be one of those I was there moments, absolutely, I think. You know, when, absolutely. But it's it's one of those games where you can, you feel for a referee. I mean, I was standing with Richard Holland, uh, who's a, been a referee, he's <coughs> been a player, he's been a referee, and you could feel the referee losing the game. Yeah. And I was talking to Richard and you could feel for him because he was losing control of the game. Yeah. And there are players who will take advantage of that. There are managers who will take advantage of that. I'm not saying anybody did on Saturday. But when a referee starts to lose control, they can be chipped away at yeah. until they've completely lost control. Absolutely. Um, and he had. In the second half, You know, there were a lot of cards going. He was engaging in debates with players. After the game... Um, you know, there were some fans pointing out the errors of his way or the perceived errors of his ways. And he was talking back to the fans, whereas I would have thought it would be better for a referee Head just to put his hand up the, yeah. and just get straight in the dressing yeah. room. You know, that it, it makes it sound like it was a bad-tempered game. It wasn't. It was a very good game of football. Yeah. Uh, beautiful pitch at Brixham, by the way. Absolute carpet at Brixham. I, I did say to Tim, you don't want a replay, do you? You, you want to get up there and, and, and stuff them three or four nil. Yeah, and, and and you know get get your place in the next round, uh, which would be against Ilfracombe actually. Of course, um, yeah. But yeah. he did say, yeah, that's true, but it does mean we might get another good crowd and another payday on Thursday yeah, if yeah. it's a replay. Great facilities there, by the way. It's changed a little bit since the last time I was there. When which was that? Is, yeah, uh, some years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, you've played on that turf, haven't you? <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't like that. I, would, <laughs> I said to Ross Reed at the time, I wouldn't know what to do playing on a surface like a billiard table. They're too good for me. There's, there's, there's no cabbages around or no, anything. Absolutely. It's like modern football boots are too fast for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah That's why you play walking football, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. Um, and, you know, good to see local teams getting stuck in. And Brixham won again last night. 6-3. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll keep. Uh, they started really well. I mean, they were they were really unlucky not to get promoted to the Western League. There was a big shake-up of non-league football up country um, during during the summer, and because of that, the Western League needed a, a, an influx of teams, and uh, 
what they did is they, they, they took the points per average from the last two cancelled seasons in the okay. Peninsula yeah. League yeah. to fill those spots. Uh, so that meant that uh, Helston, Mousel, Millbrook and... Can't help you. Ilfracoon oh, right. yeah. and Salt Ash. Yeah. There was five teams got promoted from the Peninsula League all went up to the Western League. The first time that there's been any Cornish action in the Western League for years, yeah. there's four teams. Um, Brixham finished third in the Premier Division East behind uh, Millbrook, in that points per average, yeah, yeah. behind Millbrook and Ilfracombe. And it wasn't by much. I mean, it was by yeah. point something something of a, of, of a point. So they were really unlucky. Um and and Mousel actually, I think it was Mousel. People talking outside. I apologise. Um, as long as you don't start swearing, we'll yeah, be all right. it's just kids. Um, Mousel actually ended up going up as the fifth team because uh, there there were a couple of spots nationally, okay. and they were the next one nationally out of like sixty teams that have been promoted that way. So yeah, it was it was a weird one, but um, it does mean that there are. There are a lot of local games in the Western League now with Buckland, Exmouth, yeah, um, and all those teams and Tavistock. Yeah, it did. It, the, 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 it shifted more southern. Uh, it was very Bristol based. Yeah. Uh, for for a couple of years, but there are more teams in that Premier Division, the Western League, at that level. Interesting. We'll keep you in touch with what's happening with the local yeah. teams as part of the podcast because it's. I it's hope that makes sense. To, I just um, gabble on, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else have I scribbled down? A few things about ex-goals. Uh, Lucas Kovalan has had an interesting week or so. Yeah. Got sent off twice. Mm. Got sent off in a friendly. Yeah. And sent off in the first league game. And uh, I missed that he got sent off in the first league game. Uh, I, I think I looked to see if he played, and I saw he played, but I didn't realise he'd been sent he, off. Well, uh, Dave was telling us on Tuesday night that it was the same referee that we had at Ashton Gate. Was it really? So he knows yeah. Lucas. Yeah, very reasonably well. well. Yeah. But uh, there you go. So that's a lively start. Uh, among the goals, Seku Jane got two for Bristol City against he Forest Green. Did last night or Tuesday night in the um, the Carabao the Cup? Carabao Cup, yeah. That's interesting. Nice finishes as well. I haven't seen them, but I was really yeah. pleased to see his name. Second one in particular is a good one. Aidan O'Brien scored for Sunderland against Port Vale in the same competition, and Alex Davy, uh, you'll find this on Twitter somewhere, scored a cracker uh, in the Icelandic league. Okay. For Akranis versus Kopavoga, uh, pronounced hopelessly wrong. I'm I was sure. going to say very good, very good. Yeah, the Icelandic pronunciation is weird, though, isn't it? So, um, yeah, no, absolutely no idea about that. And players signing on: uh, Scott Bowden's gone to Borehamwood. Okay. Uh, George Dowling, who we thought was going to Bath last week, has signed for Swindon Supermarine. He must have been okay. on trial. At right, right. Andrew Nelson has joined Darlington. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And Mustafa Cariol has joined Gillingham. Is he? He must be about 50 now. We sort of talked about this the other week, didn't gonna we? Be about, it's going to be mid-30s. <laughs> he has got is. to be, isn't he? But he's at Gillingham. Yeah. So, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, so, he did well after leaving us, didn't he? Was he at Middlesbrough for a while? Mm, he was. Yeah. He was a good player. Good yeah. player. I never thought... I never thought he was that good when he was with us, but I was clearly wrong because he's had a fabulous career uh, and yeah, he's played for good. some good sides. So, yeah, good luck to him. So which brings us, I think, nearly to the end of uh, the eighth birthday podcast. Yeah. Uh, we should say thank you to a few people uh, before we go to Dave, who unfortunately isn't with us today. But Dave started the podcast I've off. I've got his party hat ready. I'll save <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, 
thank you to Julian, to Hayden, Steve Harris, who's been on with us. We've had guests, including Tim Sills, Kevin Hill's been on, Don O'Reardon, Phil King. We rely heavily on Talkie Fan Stats, the X Goals Twitter feed, Talkie Talk and Talking Talkie. Um, on Facebook, the Yellow Army, the Yorkshire Goals and the Hampshire Goals. And I'd like to thank Guy's mother, mother and father yeah, too. Uh, and everyone who knows me. And the dogs. Have as everybody. Oh, the dogs, yeah. <laughs> don't forget the dogs. And um, just like Popmaster, everybody who knows me. Absolutely. And, and yeah, Gary, it's a surprise that we're still here after eight years. But, it is. But we'll keep on doing it. As long as, as long as people want it, we'll do it. Next week, we'll, we will select our starting 11s. We will do. Let's select them separately. Yeah. And see then the and then see how it goes, yeah. And see how wrong we are. Yeah. If anyone else wants to select theirs as well, just uh, just just let us know. Just email them in. And before before the dogs kick off. Yeah, they're about to they're go. Just aren't about they? to. The postman may be on his way. Thank you for listening. Come on, you yellows. Should we do it again? Shall we? I'll get it right this time. Go on. Thank you for listening, and come, come on, on, you, you yellows. yellows.